love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So, anybody know what scripture reference that is? Any ideas? It's in John, yeah? John chapter... Oh, so close, Dave. Think about the, the a baker's oven. Uh, ba- 13, verse 34 and 35. You know, as a community, Myrtle House community, we, we live with this verse in our hearts, in our spirits. It's our very core that we live in his love and that we live it out. Over the next few weeks, we want to talk about living and loving And um, we're going to be concentrating on the first letter of John, John chapter 1, verse 1. So if you have your Bible, please open it there and follow it as we read this together. I'm not going to read it all uh, straight up. I'm going to just look at passages this morning uh, so that time is quicker. But uh, living and loving. We're going to look at living in the light, living in the truth, living in God's love and living out God's love over the next few weeks. And I'm excited about that, you see, because we need to go from what we know, what we hear, to doing, to living in that light. And we all can do it. So, John, 1 John, chapter 1. Let's read the first four verses. The one who existed from the beginning is the one we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is Jesus Christ, the word of life. This one who is life from God was shown to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and announce to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father. And then he was shown to us. We are telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy will be complete. John starts this letter talking about Jesus. Is Jesus what you are talking about? Are you living as Jesus, someone that you are in love with, someone that you think about at all times? You see, because we've talked about Jesus, we've talked about love this morning. Do you love him? He loves you, of course. He loves you with everything. But do we love him? Yes, I hope we do. Today we're going to be looking at living in the light, living in the light. And trying to understand that a little bit better this morning. So John starts his letter talking about Jesus, the ultimate example of living in the light. He existed from the beginning, we are told. He was seen and heard. In fact, it talks about that he could be touched with with our own hands. For me, that is the definition of living in the light. If we're living in the light, we are being seen, we are being heard, we can be touched, we are 
it is something tangible. You see, when we're living in the darkness, we can't be seen, we can't be heard, we can't be touched. So living in the light means being seen and heard. Jesus is our ultimate example. We need to be seen. We need to be heard. We need to be living in the light. So who is the light that we are living in? Who is the light? Well, let's read the next few verses because John tells us. Verse 5 says this. This is the message he has given us to announce to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not living in the truth. But if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ is, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. God is light and there is no darkness in him. So, to answer the question, who is the light we are living in? We are living in the light of God's presence because there's no darkness in him. And in fact, we are told this is the message that we are to announce. God is light and there is no darkness. Amen? Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Some tough questions are coming your way. (laughs) You see... John says this in verse 6, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. Are we lying? Are you lying to yourself? Are you lying to God? Are you saying one thing and doing another? You say you're following Jesus, but still living in darkness, still making those choices you know that are not right. You're hiding in the darkness. You're not seen. You're not heard. You do those things thinking nobody can see them, but of course... God can. Living in the light of God's presence means living as Jesus does. And Jesus is seen. Jesus is heard. He is touched. It's time to come out of the darkness. Come on. Come out of the darkness. You see, if we zoom out on this whole passage, for me, it's about love, but it's about fellowship. It's about togetherness. You see, we're not in this on our own. And when we're hiding in the shadows, when we're in the darkness, we're on our own. But when we come out into the light, when we're living in the light, then we are together. We are in fellowship. We are together following God in the presence of God. So how do we do that? How do we live in the light? Well, let's carry on with what John says. He says in verse 8 of chapter 1, If we say we have no sin... We are only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Ouch. My dear children, chapter 2 says, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He takes away not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. 
And how can we be sure we belong to him? By obeying his commands. Obeying his commandments. If someone says, I belong to God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and does not live in the truth. But those who obey God's word really do love him. That is the way to know whether we whether or not we live in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Christ did. And here we come back to Paul saying, as Christ did. And how did Christ? He, he, he was seen, he was heard, he was touched, he was living in the light. So how do we do it? Well, I, I think we need to start somewhere and I think we need to start with a spiritual reset. Reset is the, is the in word at the moment, so I'm going to use it again today but a spiritual reset. And so we come to this place again, and I know that most of us, if not all of us here, have given our lives to Jesus. But the three words that I see in this, these verses I just read in verse 8 to chapter 2, verse 6, confess, obey, and live. Confess, obey, and live. If we confess our sins, he says this in verse 9. I just... I don't know, this verse for me is is so powerful, it's so awesome. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. That is incredible. So we start there, don't we? We start with confessing. And then he says this in verse 5 of chapter 2, but those who obey God's word, really do love him. Confess, obey. This is how we know. It says, we, it carries on in verse 5. This, that is the way to know whether or not we live in him. This is how we know whether we're living in the light. By confessing, by obeying, and by living. Jesus was seen and heard. He was living in the light. So how do we live in the light? What does it mean? What does it mean living in the light? Think about those things. I mean, today we're not, I, we haven't got time to, to talk about that, but hopefully next week we can have a bit more of hands-on, of discussing together, giving story and testimony of your existence and how you live in the light. So what does it mean to live in the light? Well, 1 John chapter 2, verse 7 to 11 tells us. He says this, dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for it is as old, it is an old one you have always had right from the beginning. This commandment to love one another. It's the same message you heard before. Yet it is also new. This commandment is true in Christ and is true among you because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone says, I am living in the light, but hates a brother, a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves Christians, other Christians, is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. Anyone who hates a Christian brother or sister is living and walking in darkness. Such a person is lost, having been blinded by the darkness. You see, loving one another brings exposure. 
You cannot love one another in the dark. In order to love one another, to have fellowship, be together, in order to love one another requires taking a risk. It requires us to trust in God. You see, I can say all the words I can say this morning and it could make no difference whatsoever to you. What happens in our heart, what happens in our spirit when we hear the word of God, when we read 1 John, when we read this love letter that John is writing to, to um, the, the, in Ephesians, actually. He's, he's in place in Ephesians when he writes this. When, he, when he's writing this, what are we going to do about it? What is our response? Are we going to live in the light or are we going to carry on living in the darkness? Because, you see, living in the light, means we will be exposed. And sometimes we like to be in the shadows. Sometimes we like to be in the dark. But God is calling us out. He's drawing us out. You see, we've got to go from listening and hearing this word and actually going in and doing it and being it. Are you willing to take that risk? If not, what is stopping you from taking that risk? How do you go from hearing and doing? Do you have systems and things in your life that when you hear the hear your word of God, when you hear, as we've been encouraged to do today, to listen, what do you then do with that? How do you apply it? Someone once said, and I think it's pretty much true, that what you measure gets done. So how do you measure loving one another? You see, in that passage I just read, there's a big elephant. There's a big elephant in the room there. It says, you cannot hate a brother and sister in Christ and live in the light. You know, sometimes we read verses in Scripture and we think, oh, that's a bit hard. That's a bit difficult. And we, and we gloss over it maybe and think, oh, I'll leave that for somebody else. But he's speaking to us. If anyone says, I am living in the light, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. And I think then if you hate somebody, if you have a problem with your Christian brother or sister, then we need to go back to the start again. We need to go to the confessing, the obeying, and the living. We need to confess our sins. We need to forgive. We need to obey the word because the word, the command is this, to love one another with no clauses. No caveats. Anyone who hates a Christian or a brother is still living and walking in darkness. This is why we need this spiritual reset of forgiveness, to reset, to moving from darkness to light, from living and to living and loving, to living in the light takes commitment. It takes a decision to live right, to be in right relationship with God, to be in right relationship with one another. So am I. Are you? Anyone who truly loves one another is living in the light. And that's the truth. And that's the promise. And that's the good news. And it says, anyone who loves one another, other Christians, is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. That, for me, is how we measure living and loving. Are we causing others to stumble?
You see, when we look at this, this is a, an individual and a community thing. We zoom out and look at the whole thing. It's about togetherness. It's about fellowship. But we have to make individual decisions about what we read, what we listen to, and what we hear. But also as a community, in order for us to be living together and loving together, we need to be all living in the light. And so, the last few verses I want to read today are from 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. And John seems to change his tact here. He seems to change his writing style. He seems to change it from giving the words of Jesus, calling us out out of the darkness to live in the light, to live as Jesus did, to be seen, to be heard, to be touched. And he brings these words of great encouragement. I want to speak these over you today in chapter 2, verse 12 to 14. I am writing you to you, my dear children, because your sins have been forgiven because of Jesus. These are the things we need to remember. I'm writing to you who are mature because you know Christ, the one who was from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are young because you have won your battle with Satan. I've written to you, children, because you have known the Father. I've written to you who are mature because you know Christ, the one who was from the beginning. Do you see how that is being repeated? What do you think about that? Have a think about that. I've written to you who are young because you are strong with God's word living in your hearts. And you have won your battle. With Satan. Your sins have been given, have been forgiven. Remember that, stand on that, be bold in that. You see, because taking that risk, taking that risk to live in the light, to be exposed, you can stand with these assurances, with these promises over your life that your sins have been forgiven, that you know Jesus. Don't let the lies of the enemy tell you anything else. You know Jesus. You have won the battle with Satan. You have won the battle with Satan. You know the Father. Wow, we know the Father. And you are strong with God's word living in your hearts. Allow God's word to live in your hearts. And that that is the strength. Don't neglect the word. Don't neglect loving Jesus. So I want to say to you these final words today. Be strong. Live in the light. You know Jesus, so live, love him with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, with all of your life. The battle is won. You've won the battle with, with Satan. So live victorious. Don't keep fighting that battle. That battle's been won. So live victorious. Live in the light. Don't go back into the shadows because you know the Father. So live in the light of his presence. You are strong with God's word living in your hearts. So love one another and live in the light. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are the light and that we live in the light of your presence. Thank you, Lord, that wherever we go, whatever we do, we have your presence with us. We are carriers of your presence, carriers of your fire. 
And I pray, Lord, we will stand on these words and these truths, that we'll be honest with ourselves about where we are living right now. And I encourage uh, in my prayers today, I encourage you to live in the light. Live in the promises of this truth, that you are living in the light. And Lord, I pray for each and every one of us that if we need that spiritual reset, that we've allowed darkness to come into our lives, that we are living in our shadows, that we're not being seen and heard. I pray, Lord, we will be open enough to do this spiritual reset, to confess, to obey, and to live. So, Lord, I thank you for these words and for this truth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.